welcome to this episode of The Read Pod. And hello, Bennett. Morning. How are you, Mark? I'm fantastic, mate. Hello, listeners. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, today, we're doing another recorded episode, and this sort of topic we got hit up on after we brought it up in, I think, our last pod. Did we discuss this, mate, briefly? I think we touched on it very briefly. But it's something that we've both, Bennett and I, have been... Um, Sort of following from day one. Yeah. It's not even, and it's not even a conspiracy theory. I don't even want to call it that. I'd just say it's more of an alternate theory. And what we're going to discuss today is uh, the Vegas shooting. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like you said, it's not, we're not, it's not a conspiracy thing. It's more so that we just think there's so many questions that never are answered. There's so much misinformation. And so we thought we'd have a chat about it, have a bit of fun. Yeah, so anyone that doesn't uh, know sort of the backstory, I guess, which you must be living under a rock, but um, I think it was October 1st, um, Stephen Paddock, uh, a man in, I think he's 65, was he, roughly? In, in his mid to late 60s. Yeah, uh, allegedly opened fire on a country music festival. Um, and and wounded close to 450, 500 people and devastatingly killed 58. Um, So to continue with the backstory, the shooting started at 9.55 at night. Do you remember what you were doing when this started and what, what, what you were up to? Good question. No, I, I remember pretty close to the time we were texting back and forth. Mm, I, I'm sure we were texting and I'm sure... I remember watching it live on TV, like fairly live on TV. And um, I, I feel like me and you were texting. And the first thing that came to mind is I heard people in the crowd telling interviewers that there was gunmen on the ground. Yeah. So that's that's the first thing that... You know, in that state of panic, it might feel like that. But, yeah, a lot of people, that was the first uh, the first interviews. The story was a bit different to what actually played out. Yeah, and I guess a bit of what we want to do is um, we do that. We do the segment Calling Bullshit on this podcast. And I guess this is one big calling bullshit on the media and how... If you are getting your media from modern, like normal, you know, news.com or whatever else, you're really not getting any truth. Um, you're getting someone, a company's perspective. So with this discussion about the Vegas shooting today, which is obviously a tragic incident, and we don't want to, we're not trying to dumb anything down, but we want to just shed some light on some facts and information that have come up since the shooting took place. So as we've said, you could once the shooting started, you could hear eyewitness accounts saying there was shooters on the ground, there's shooters in the crowd. I hundred percent remember either texting you that, and then the strangest, the biggest red flag for me, and the instant red flag for for me. Shortly after the shooting started, reporters, police, everyone said he was a lone operator. The yeah. shooter was acting alone. 
And that was, and that's the big thing with the media. It's they've got this story they want to tell, and it's almost like it's preconceived. How do you know within 10, 20 minutes, let alone a week, two weeks after something like this, that it is a lone shooter? How, mm. how, how on earth do you know that quickly, that they are definitively acting alone? And if you want to question like this, any of these series, just Google it. Um, all of the news articles, if you try to find something accurate on this topic, CNN, everything, every major news article will say he was acting alone. Mm. But it is clear now, after time, that he wasn't, potentially wasn't acting alone, and there were actually three other people checked into the gunman's room. And they were, that's been released in an email or in, in something? Oh, something related to the, um, to the, what was the name of the hotel? Mandalay Bay's yeah. records? Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's three other females um, in his room during uh, the course of his stay. Yeah. And you don't, look, you don't know what they could have been. They could have been bluesies or, or whatever it is. Mm. Um, but it's something that was never, never came to light at that time. I, I think that looked at his ex-girlfriend who had some kind of Australian connection. Yeah, so his ex-girlfriend was from Mary Lou, I think her name was, yeah, was right. from Australia. But you try to find out about these three other people and it was on the, it's on the recent police report. You try to find anything about these three other people, you can't find shit. Mm. Um, and I think the reason why this is big is for a number of reasons. He checked in on the 25th of September, okay? That's so a that's a full fucking week. So that you're telling me that this guy checked in on the 25th with 24 guns, um and spent a week in the hotel prior to having this event, uh, to carrying out this event. Mm. So can I ask you a question? We'll, get, we'll touch on this later. What are some of the possibilities of someone taking a whole bunch of guns into, a, into somewhere? What, it, what could be happening? It could be, like you said, a mass shooting, someone setting up for something like that. So what 24 does- basically very new, uh, high-powered, huge amounts of ammunition. Uh, you would think potentially an arms deal. Mm. Um, there is rumours and um, there's thought now going around that this guy and there's emails that Stephen Paddock was possibly an arms dealer. There's uh, emails uh, from him talking about try before you buy, come and try the guns. So one of the theories is, and there is emails detailing that, once again, Google it. So one of the theories is that he um, was there selling weapons, um, and to who we'll get to probably um, a bit later. But um, So one of the, that's one of the theories, um, which obviously has some weight. Yeah, well, that's it's just thinking outside that, that one narrative of what he was doing there. And 
we'll go into like who was he selling guns to, who was he selling guns for or on behalf of, and this is where it, where it'll get interesting. I think the the emails you mentioned now set up to I think it was a the email address was Central Park and to another Central Park. Now both I think registered to him, but a lot of the the idea is that okay, it's pretty easy. We could share an email. So if we were in a group selling something, we could just be sending an email or you might send a, if you're at work, you might have two emails. If you're sending a, an email to a group of people, you might actually, actually put your other email in and it gets sent to you. Mm. Exactly. And you, like if the arms dealers are obviously going to have secret email styles and you know, do you know what I mean? Like he could have said, use this account. Yeah. So, um, so it's not traceable. So it's not traceable. It's just, you know, this is what you should use. So this man who was 64 is in a room for seven days. They say he's a gambler um, with no motive still to this day. There has been no motive. There was no letter. There was no correspondence. So he's done this without wanting to leave a mark. Mm. So we've got to assume every, every time there's a terrorist attack, a kill, you know, a purposeful something like this, they have a motive. They're yeah. trying to send a message for whatever stupid thing it is. There's nothing. There is none of that. Um, so he's gone up there at that age with 24 heavily powered guns, smashed down two windows, which are almost impossible to smash down. That, that's, I think that's the first thing that you should touch on. That always, that was the first thing that when we were talking about, how, the, how does someone do that? They're meant to be unbreakable. Yeah, so anyone that's stayed in one of these hotels in Vegas or any major hotel, these windows are almost impossible to kick down or smash out, Yeah. Um, especially on your own or without some sort of force. These were both just smashed open windows. And shortly after they were smashed open, at 9.55, the shooting starts. Um, and the shooting from the first to the last sort of shot, it's 90 minutes. It's 90 minutes? It's okay. 90 minutes. Okay. Nine minutes or 90 minutes? 90. Holy shit. So that is an extraordinarily long amount of time. Okay. And the police find him at 11.20. So they get in there. So after 9.55, they know... They know where he is, like they've tracked him down. It takes them that long to get into the hotel and get him. Yeah. At 11.20. So at that time, they say the gunman's found dead, apparent suicide at 11.20, right? Yeah. Can you, can you just give us a bit of a, a backstory in the timeline and just break it down a little bit more? Yeah, so... Essentially, say hello to my cat listeners, who's he's decided to come in and let his voice be known. Um, yeah, so essentially, 9.55, the shooting starts. People are scrambling. You know, there's no flashes, really, from the room. It's very hard to work out where the shooting comes from. Um, and then the police take some sort of time, and then they get to his room, and they wait outside the room for a considerable amount of time. I believe it's around 10... Oh, 10.30 or something. And um, then the police find him dead at um, 11.20, confirm that he's killed himself at about 
uh, through a shot to the chest and a shot to the head, which tell me why you're shooting yourself in the chest if you're trying to kill yourself. Yeah. Um, and then another storming of his room. It sounds like 11.20 there was a storming or they hear him kill himself. Or, and then 11.50 they storm his room and confirm the gunman's down. And in, and the, in that as well, there's the, so it's the 10.09 that the, or 10.06 that the security guard got uh, shot. Gets shot. So that's an hour and 14 minutes from the time that they know that someone's shooting in that room to they actually break the door down. Exactly. Which doesn't make sense. And um, so apparently he died that night, but the coroner's um, report says that he actually died the day after, which yeah. is just a whole nother twist to this whole, um, this whole story. Yeah, and, and I, I was reading on that why some of the ideas is that it's just incompetency on behalf of the uh, Vegas coroner, but yeah, well, I haven't checked the time properly, but it just seems odd that that would kind of sneak through the cracks and that no one would pull up on it before it was released. Yeah. Exactly. So it's... It's all these all these little questions that you you kind of ask. You know, that's a long time for no one to really respond to it. A very very long time. Um. Now, let's start looking at some other strange things that are going on in this whole situation yeah so where do you want to start what's the let's start with the saudis owning the top floors of mandalay bay yeah this is this is an interesting one so the top floors from uh floors 35 to 39 are owned by the saudis uh the royal family yeah the saudi um yeah so saudi prince al-walid bin talal um who does he own it with, by chance? I, I read something there. It was Bill Gates? Gates. No, not Gates. Gates it donated was... to him. Okay, I read something there that it was that it was Bill Gates was one of the one of the owners as well with him. Which okay. To do with it, but just an okay. interesting little. Uh... Well, it's, it's interesting and ironic just to do some things on um, Prince Talal. He's the second largest shareholder in Twitter. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's connections and he's, Talal is the second largest shareholder of News Corporation. Mm. So these guys own the top five floors of where this shooting was carried out. Um, the shooting was carried out three floors below these, where what they own, but it's a highly owned Saudi um, hotel, which brings a lot of conspiracy and conjecture in relation to, was this an arms deal? Was this um, uh, 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 sort of an attack to stop 
to reduce guns in the US, so to stop um, the NRA, so yeah. to sort of say, hey, so both sides of it, which is fucking crazy when you think about that. That's that's one that we've kind of touched on with all these mass shootings of um, with the NRA. It seems to have just the absolute if, if they were doing it to to stop guns it's in america it seems to just have the absolute reverse effect that more people want to get guns as soon as this happened exactly and talal in from a series of twitter messages he sent um talal who owns a top flight five floors of um the mandalay bay um hotel and casino hates donald trump so it has a long history of um, basically tweeting out, um, you know, negative, um, negative press and negative tweets about Donald Trump. That should that should be something in its own in regards to people in these positions having access to social media. It should be. So we've got a complete and utter mess of a of a situation here, which. You and I have been talking about this for a long time, but it is so hard. One thing you can realise and you should know is that what we've been told is a lie. Um, so what the media have told us, once again, is a complete fucking lie. Um, all of these people were killed for, in some other way, which is very concerning. And what else does it sort of tell you, like, as far as from someone who obviously doesn't think this guy acted alone and doesn't believe, you know, yeah. what we're being told. So when you have this and straight away you don't have, as soon as you're saying someone's acted alone, it takes away, okay, you've, you've passed judgment, it's done. So, and then he's dead. So you'll never find out the motive. So the, the whole thing is to bury the motive with the dead man. So... 99% of the people in the world, okay, they believe the, the news sources, the big news, and okay, and they move on. So it's pretty easy to kind of, I guess, wash it, wash it away um, to the general public if you have someone like this that's there. It's an easy person to, uh, to put, put it onto. What I think is so concerning is that this is the worst, I think it's the worst mass shooting in history, right, in US history. Yeah. And the fact that there's new reports that have just got damning evidence that we've been completely lied to about it, similar with, you know, Al-Qaeda and when we all heard about Al-Qaeda and everyone's like, oh, you know, it's our, um, they're horrible, and then they find out that the US funded Al-Qaeda for years and... Um, you know, like, and that came out and people just turned a blind eye to it. But this happened so recently and we've once again realised that this could have been an inside job. This could have been the government. Highly possible it was the government and highly possible that it was something to do with sending a message to one of the parties or one part of the government. So, and then the other, the other theory you've got with the, well, we're, with the Saudis and stuff like that, is that there could have been a possibility that he was an arms dealer, that he was selling to these. It's 
locational wise it's quite convenient. Yeah. Maybe something's happened and they've gone, well This who, is what I said to you. This who is sort of So I texted you and I said, look, I've spent a week looking into this every night. You know, obviously I've got other stuff going on, but I spent a bit of time looking into this. And um, one of the theories all I can think of is this Stephen Paddock might have been CIA or um, FBI or whatever, or a government official. He's gone to the room to do the deal with the Saudis. The Saudis have tortured him, um, and in torturing him, they've started shooting out the window into the crowd, um, or to send a message, they've done it, uh, and used him as as a form of scapegoat. Mm. Um, that's more plausible to me than... This guy who's 65 with no motive, no previous history, um, has gone up into a room with 24 guns, three different women checked into his room, even though he's got a wife who fled to Malaysia or Philippines the week before or a couple of days before, and he's just opened fire and, you know, injured and killed over 600 people. Killed 58, injured 580. Yeah, he he should be perusing. He's not shooting from one room. He's shooting from two adjacent rooms. Two adjacent rooms, too. So this guy's running between back and forth with these huge guns. And, I mean, there's other concerns with all that where he's worn gloves. And people are like, well, why would he be wearing gloves? He checked into the room. And and when he killed himself in the end, and with those sort of guns, you don't wear gloves to... Um, to... And, I mean, that's the other thing, mate. Are we saying there's no other fingerprints on the guns? Well, you'd never know, would you? Like... It's pretty convenient. Yeah. What about in the room? Yeah, well, it's a... You've got to have probably find something of everything in that... In any casino room in Vegas. Okay, what about the guns? So... The... Do they run fingerprints on the guns? You tell me. Um, I haven't seen anything that's come up. Surely they did. But did you also hear how he had um, a bomb in his car? Yeah. So why would he have a bomb in his car if he was going to kill himself? I don't know. I don't know. So there's, there's a few questions, and I've got a few here that I was reading up on. And it goes to the with the rooms. So the there was a connection. So there was a connecting door. And so he ended up in the room where you could only lock it from the other side. So it was kind yeah. of locked in. And then the police had to actually um, storm that door down to get into the other room. So does that say that it's one person if it's like that? Um. No. Yeah. There's no, there's no video of muzzle fire coming out of the, the rooms? There's no video of muzzle fire. So there's no video of muzzle fire and 580 people are injured and 58 people are killed. So there's do you no know video many, of muzzle fire. Do, does it say how many shots were fired in total? Mate, there'd have to be over like a 1,000, I'd yeah. say. Pro- and probably more because he's probably missed 
Yeah. And it doesn't say how many, so what was, like, what kind of, I guess when you shoot a gun, the shells would be all over the room. Mm -hmm. Like, And the other thing is, is the images of the room and the photos of the attack were not meant to be leaked, but they got leaked. Um, and ha Google, if you're listening at home, Google the, the Las Vegas gunman's room. The amount of guns and artillery that are in this room are fucking insane. It's... And they all, like, I mean, I'm not a gun expert. I'm not even going to pretend to be. They are all high-powered guns. And, and this guy is in a suite as well. Like, I've stayed in Vegas um, rooms. This is a, a nice corner suite, which apparently he got because he was a, um, a, a high roller or whatever else. Yeah, there's guns everywhere, isn't there? There is absolutely guns everywhere. Um, yeah, so it's very, very hard to digest this, and it's it's a complete fucking um, a complete shit show as far as the truth. It's mm. it's such a mess that that the news media can get through and and actually push out this sort of narrative without having any responsibility. And that's the, you've got to find, when you're looking at this, you've got to find the motive from, so if he's got no motive, what's the motive from every other side and every other angle for something like this to happen? You, you said that it could be for, to try to change gun laws one way or another, keep gun laws the same. Yeah, so let's let's break that down. So. Yeah, it could be an arms deal, could be the government or the deep state or however you want to look at it, um, trying to impact gun laws. Um, it could be a uh, another um, terrorist network, which we don't know about, which the government's trying to keep a secret. Um, Oh, there was stuff when he first did it. I believe they said mentioned Antifa or whatever else and things like that. But all in all, we don't know. And it's still the unknown. The thing is, is there is connections. So he had, okay, so he's got bombs in his car, right? So he had grander plans. And the jet fuel tanks across from where he was shooting, they were shot up. Yeah. So he was, he or whoever did this, which I'm going to straight up say, I don't believe this guy did all of this. Um, um, I'm calling bullshit on this whole event, um, on how it played out. Um, and I think the public owe it to the people that we've lost to try and work out what the fuck actually happened. Mm. Um Yeah, so he's tr he's tr whoever's done it's tried to blow up. They've got a car full of explosives, so they're they're going for something bigger. So it's not just this, and yeah, who takes who, Bennett? Who takes twenty four guns into a room without a motive? Yeah, so without what? without any 
Yeah, go to the 24 guns. If you're doing this, you can only shoot one gun at a time. That's exactly right, dude. Fuck me, I haven't even thought about that. So you don't I, need that to... sounds stupid and it sounds very naive. Yeah. 24 guns. Why yeah. wouldn't you just bring one of those with a shitload of ammunition? Exactly. Instead, you've tried to bring 24 guns into a hotel room and you're telling me that he just wanted to play with those 24 guns and just try out each one of them? Yeah. So he's just going, okay, I'm going to swap. Because what, one, thing, point. What, one thing that I read there was, okay, apparently the, the first shots that, that were aimed at the uh, jet tankers might have been to kind of get his trajectory. Yeah, sure. But again, I, I've never shot a gun in my life. I don't know fucking anything about guns and I want to kind of keep it that way mm, but, but you would think if you had different guns they got a you go to anything you go to a surfboard you go to a, a set of golf club the performance is going to be different so if you were really trying to want to kill as many range as many people as you want wouldn't you just go with one that's going to be you know how it's firing you know what's going on and 24 guns for one person hmm did you see the camera that was linked on the food service cart in the hallway, which was linked to his computer so he can monitor people coming through? So, yeah, there were two cameras or something. Yeah. yeah. If you're telling me this is one person, I just fucking really question where your sense is. Yeah. So if it, if it wasn't one person, who who is the other the other parties involved. Do you think they're these females? Do you think that's it has There's three to... three females that they've put a gag order on. Yeah. So um, so then you've got to think how do they how would if there were other shooters how would they get out and not be seen? So unless the my thinking of that is when it gets stormed, there's the other if it had something to do with deep state and you're looking at um, agencies and whatnot, it would be pretty easy to know, okay, guys, yep, you're good to come in now. We've done what we needed to do. We're hiding in the, the closet. So right. he, the, he, Saudi, he, the Saudis own five floors. Who's to say that there's not a hole in the roof? Exactly right. I mean, it's much more plausible or a hole in the floor. Yeah. Um, show me every in and out of that hotel room before I believe that I just, yeah, I just don't. Um, what about the fact that it was at a country music festival? What does that tell you, if anything? Well, I think it's just, I, I don't think you need to worry too much about the, the country music festival because the same time there was, they did say that, it was linked, so he did something about him having another room booked in September, um, and it was at the same time as Lollapalooza. Mm -hmm. But that could just be coincidence that, well, there are a lot of coincidences that come into this, and that's why I guess it drives the conspiracy angle. The, the but it, didn't, it, it didn't really blow up originally, the conspiracy angle on this. I mean, with us, we I'm always 
questioning what I'm hearing and being told, but I feel like the news, people just bought it. People mm. just thought, and did you hear, and furthermore to the complete fuckery of this whole thing, did you hear his house got robbed three days after the shooting? I the did. one that the, the police were watching and fucking, so the police are monitoring, the whole world is watching this house. Yep. Three days after the shooting, it got robbed. And what do you think they were doing? What do you think was getting taken? What was getting put in there? What was getting put in there? Yeah. And what was getting, I would say it's more what was getting put in there to possibly yep. feed the police's appetite. Because obviously I think the police, they're just getting fed information from the FBI. Okay, so that police chief, he was, he was struggling, but... He was probably just got told, look, it's a lone shooter. The FBI would have come in. It's a lone shooter. This is what you, you say, um, and so on and so on. And they would have continued with their, you know, their work. Um, I would say the robbery, the alleged robbery, um, would have meant that would have been someone planting some sort of evidence uh, to support uh, the agenda that he did this on his own or... You might remember that a couple of days after we started to realise that, we started to hear that, um, oh, just like trickles about him, like, uh, you know, his gambling problem. or But there's just no firm reason why this guy would do it. And one of the key things is, is his brother, when his brother was interviewed. Did you ever watch any interviews with his I, brother? I remember seeing his brother, but fill me in again because I'm, I'm a little bit lost with my memory. Google, Steve, Google Stephen Paddock's brother his interview as it all happened. And, um, you know, you can't fake emotion and feelings. And not to say people, not to say people would expect someone to ever do something like this, but his brother painted him in a very high light, as you'd expect a brother to do, but he felt like this was the furthest thing you could ever imagine. Mm. And we've never heard from Stephen Paddock's brother really since then. Um, This is the biggest mass shooting in US history without a motive. Yeah. And and go and with that you say you, you haven't heard from his brother. It's the other thing that it's always painted in there that he's a loner. Yeah. So, and he's so a gambler to, and he's to target someone that doesn't have any friends because there's no one there to support what's going on. So if you if you want to get a patsy in there, you're finding someone that okay. So if he is an arms dealer, if he's working with or for an agency of some kind, if he's selling to these people, it'd be a pretty easy person to cover your tracks on. So whether they, when the robbery took place, whether whoever he was, if this is the case that he he was working with someone, that yeah, maybe yeah. there was some information about what they had been doing together in his house. Yeah. Can they, okay, we need to get that out of there. That covers our tracks on that again. So, yeah, just, it makes you think really deeply into, and nothing surprises me anymore. Nothing surprises me. And, you know, apparently he's a professional gambler spending millions of dollars. Did you see his house? There was almost, for some reason, I've just got this picture. It was like a, Almost like in a, a little estate, like a townhousey kind of, like quite quite good, but like a townhousey kind of setup. 
Yeah, I mean, um, it was just a house in um, in Los in Reno. I've driven. Well, me and you have driven through Reno with a value of three hundred ninety-six thousand dollars, and he apparently he was gambling millions of dollars at the casino. Now, where did you get? I know through property investments. Apparently, now. I, I get it. Gamblers lose money, and they sometimes have to live in, you know, like maybe like they've lost. He's lost so much money, he's had to downsize. But a guy who they're saying his net worth was two million, right? And saying he's living in a three hundred ninety-six thousand dollars house in Reno. And anyone, I'm not knocking Reno, but um, it's not the not like it's not the best part of um, Vegas. To the point where he's and he's gambling so much, he's gifted corner suites at the Mandalay Bay Hotel. You can't tell me that adds up. Yeah, that's. Look, there are some people that don't, you know, that are rich and that don't have the most expensive house. There are people like that, but of course, but it just was saying he's gambling millions. I mean, but come that's on, the thing. So if. If someone's got that taste of the high life and he's spending like that, then it's going to be through there. It's get the bits in, of that luxury are going to be spread across what they're doing in the rest of their life. So exactly. you something that someone that's a massive punter that's winning big doing that to be living a pretty high life. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's it's a hard one to to fathom that he's just going, okay, I'm, you know, one month of the, uh, so one week of the month, I'm, I'm living this outrageous high life, high roller, girls coming into my corner suites at Mandalay Bay, then I'm going back to this very modest dwelling and living a normal life. Mm. There's nothing normal about being a, a high roller. There's something that's got to be there. Nothing normal. So, one of Stephen Paddock's brother was arrested with child pornography, um, which has since been thrown out. And this just fucking, honestly, this just adds more concern to my whole belief over this whole setup. Yeah. Why, um, so the detective said that they found 300, 100 images on their on the computer. That just seems way too convenient. Exactly. You know, it's a pretty easy way to blackmail someone. To shut up and not... Yeah. To be away so you can't speak. And so apparently they date back to 2014, but... The charges only just got dropped in uh, July of this year. But and, and going back onto the, and I, I think the whole topic we're looking at is that is it the individual shooter or not? And the the first thing we said was that people were saying, okay, there's shots shots coming from the ground, whatnot. There was another thing I read, and there was a video, and it's been pulled down, but there were, um, like, Saudi troops 
on top of the on top of the truck that we're yeah. taking, aiming or that we're shooting. And there was video of this. Whether this is made up because you can't mm. see it now. Um, yeah. A few articles about it. Saudi snipers in the hotel. Yeah. Um, on top of a black truck, all in black, black face masks. Yeah. Get down into position. They all fire at the same time. So. Yeah, you would. I guess when you're shooting down, you'd be pretty. It'd be pretty easy to know straight away from from every bullet wound where what um, direction these are coming from. Mm. So, surely the what the the few things you you would hear at the start, there were bullets whizzing by whizzing by, whizzing by people's heads. Mm. Well, if they're coming from down, they're just going straight down into the ground. Sure. So there's there's not much time whistling past people. No, they're not whizzing by, they're not. And you've heard about how... One thing while it, why it's on my mind with this is one other calling bullshit is I want to fucking call bullshit on Google screening these articles and not letting people access correct articles and information due to censorship mm-hmm. and not letting us get to the truth and placing articles that are clearly misleading and clearly not even accurate at the top of the search. Um, it is so hard to get to the accurate information and the true reports on this top topic? Yes, that misinformation, that there's so much information and so much misinformation that people give up. They and give it's... up. And, and, it's, and it shouldn't be so hard to be, like, there should be a list of just, oh, yes, his brother was, um, you never heard that one of his brothers was um, on child porn charges. No. We, we, we haven't heard that. Don't yeah. tell me you've heard that. We never heard that the Saudis own the top five floors of Mandalay Bay. We never heard that. We never hear that people are, um, why did he have 24 guns when he was one person in the room shooting? Yeah. And why we, did he just have heaps of rounds of animal? We, we never got that discussed. We never got the, uh, the emails. We uh, never got the emails. Like the sales. The I, I, I didn't know about that. And that's, it was only from a little bit of deep, dig deeping and you sending me some stuff that I realised, okay, that's a bit, bit strange. If 100 people out of 100 people's, saw that, then I'm sure everyone would be asking questions. But no one knows exactly. about the and the And Google are censoring how we search. So you are not going to find, even if you try really hard, you are not going to get to the places you should be getting to um, through Google because they are obviously working. Whatever else. Yeah, I just, it disgusts me that we live, I mean, it's been around for a long time, but, and we're going to continue down this sort of road until we get some sort of um, accurate ideas and hit us up online with other things. Um, hit us up at the email at the reidpod at gmail.com. Um, and we'll keep exploring this and and we'll see what comes out of it. Uh, unfortunately, things like JFK took 
years to change. I mean, in 9-11, unfortunately, people thought, you know, that was as sim- simple as... This. Whether you believe... I'm not going to say that... Um, I'm not going to go into the uh, planes and whether they hit or whatever else. Like. But but as far as like Al-Qaeda and the war against Al-Qaeda, if you look back at what uh, how the US funded um, Al-Qaeda to fight Russia in Afghanistan back in the 80s and the 90s, and they were putting... Um, bombs in toys and dropping them out of um, planes and so these toys would be picked up these landmines would be picked up by children there's a great book uh, written about it um, so yeah you just gotta you just gotta dig into it you can't you can't let this just go go by yeah and I guess the the one big thing we haven't touched on yet is and we kind of when we're texting back and forth about it is the Follow the money. Mm. So, so let's. Did you look into the MGM CEO? Yeah. Uh, not the MGM. The Mandalay Bay CEO sells out shares prior to Las Vegas shooting. Yeah. Why the fuck is this not reported? So there's an idea that. Okay, that they sell. Okay, there's an idea that you get the CEOs get shares and they've got an option to sell them, and it's like it's a way around um, with bonuses and stuff. And they do it. It's pretty um, pretty consistent. Like once a year, they'll do this. But this was abnormally large amount of of shares and the timing. And that there was something that saying that someone predicted this on 4chan before. Someone predicted the shooting on 4chan. So on 4chan, they said, please, everyone, be careful. Do not go outside in Las Vegas, uh, in this area tomorrow. Predict it. Uh, yeah. It was on 4chan. That was, you can... that was uh, on the at the start of, sept- of September 12th, something like that, around yeah. the time of uh, Lollapalooza, when he had booked another another room whether that could have some so the Mandalay Bay 100% Mandalay Bay CEO James Murren um, made a move by selling 294,000 of MGM um, resorts shares less than a month before the shooting Um, so cashing out 10 million dollars on September 8th obviously the shooting was October 1st Um, but it was that the the tip was that it was going to happen just a bit after, so on the 10th, 11th, or 12th. Yes. That was the first warning. The first tip was thinking it was going to be September 11, but the post on 4chan, uh, you can tell how he made a mistake with the numbers of it. So he saw it on 9-11-01 or something, but it was actually like 01-10 month. I, I can't explain it, but like, 9 p.m. on the fir- on the first, which it was. Yeah. On the tenth month. So yeah, it got. And you think, okay, so the C. Mandalay, how tight would he be with the Saudis? Given they given they own part of his hotel. Yeah. The Saudis are basically his owner. Yeah. Well, the Saudis are his owner. Yeah. So really, the alarm bells just keep, keep, keep going. 
And who was it that was an insider trader as well um, that also shorted his shares? Yeah. George someone? Yeah. George Soros or something? George Soros and look into him and unfortunately who supports Clinton, Hillary and all that. If you look into what's going on there, it's scary. It's similar to what Larry Silverstein did at... Um, He invested in the tower for $5 billion in insurance payouts. Mm -hmm. So he made, but like it was a, it was a random cause, but essentially, um, it's, it's concerning. Um, I hope the truth comes out, but the truth, the, the truth with this is not going to come out on, you know, channel Yeah, not at all. CNN or... Um, so, Fox reaps dollars from Las Vegas sh shooting. Um, so, let's... We'll be doing a Hillary Clinton pod. Um, but George Soros reaped a huge profit, this time to the tune of $73 million by betting against MGM just weeks before the Las Vegas massacre. Yeah. Um, so he must have done like a, a put option or a so some, he was doing something wasn't yeah, he? He did. He bought puts of one three five million, which is he's he got something to have now. George Soros supports Democrats and Hillary shooting was to try and um, support to abolish guns, which would probably support the democratic standpoint. Mm. There's something there, but... So, yeah, I think this is... There's more to go in this, and it might be one to that we do about following money in, in these type of events. So, and historically, where, where's the money going? Is there a money trail behind a lot of these things? Well, there is always a money trail, and if you wanna, if you wanna really like question whether these fuckers care about people dying, Google Pat Robertson. He is the owner of um, the Christian um, Broadcasting Network, or the CEO. He's the Baptist Church. Um, he's like the, um, I think he's like a priest kind of thing, Baptist minister who said that he has to have a G7 jet, um, but also said that they shouldn't go after Saudi Arabia because it might impact a $200 billion arms deal over this um, journalist who got killed. Yeah. So he's basically just saying, no, no, let that guy die um, because we need the money, which is essentially fucking the opposite to what religion's meant to be is fuck the money, protect life and love at all costs. Fucking hell. Um, Pat Robertson, he is a scumbag. You need to um, you need to look into him um, and and do a bit of research on him. He's a huge supporter of um, huge supporter of Trump. Not that that means much, but he's also um, just just an evil guy when it comes to uh, this whole preying on um, pretending to be something you're not, like a religious person, for the sake of financial 
success is my most hated fucking thing. Yeah, same with me. Any kind of business that is in religion and for a profit is just kind of defeating the whole purpose of what's meant to be be happening. So I'm a I'm the same with you. Our, our thinkings are quite lined up. Like if you're if you're making more than the median wage as a priest, I'm gonna ask questions like, because you're expecting these people. His church, I think, he expects people to give them ten percent of his their salary to him. A lot, a lot of a lot of Christian, a lot of churches are like that. You need to give ten percent of your salary uh, of your salary to the church. Even in Australia, a lot of them are like that. That's just part. Yeah. Of, it's like your membership. Yeah. Uh, but do you think that that person's giving 10% of his back to it? No, he's just taking the 10% of everyone else's. Oh, dude. It's not going anywhere, man. It's going straight into his pocket. Yeah. I think, I, I think, we, I think we save that for another day. We save that for another day. He'd actually be a huge, a huge, huge one. Yeah. Yeah, look, we're over, we're busy getting on time. People obviously froth on this sort of, you know, froth, I shouldn't say froth. Yeah, they froth, man. Well, I feel like they, I think new model weapon that comes to all this stuff going on as well. People are more... We're going to start, we might put this one up as our as a YouTube clip, so jump on, check out the YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, as mentioned with Soz on Siren on the Pod this morning, we've got some big guests coming on, which, which is exciting. So cool, huh? Get yeah. A bit, think, think it'll be a bit better of a production than, uh, than this, the webcams. <laughs> yeah, much better production quality and... Um, but just exciting stuff, and if you've got any topics you want us to go through and dig into, yeah. uh, let us know. Yeah, if, if you can think of anyone to, that we should talk to, any interesting people, do yeah, the same. Yeah, call, call bullshit. We love that segment. So, um, yeah, look, uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe. Yeah, I think think we were talking about, uh, you know, a pod coming up that we would have a bit of a look at some shitty business ideas and yeah we're going to do a great shitty business idea pod and uh, some of mine and Dennis and Sirens and, and uh, there's a couple of good stories that you have to hear about it it's uh, about Mark and I entering the food business that's uh, a good one we've got to keep it up we've got to keep it up we've got to keep it up It's gonna be a good one. Yeah, we've, we've done a bit of everything. We've, we've yeah, we've, we've gone into some. We kind of started a few things that we, if we finished, we wouldn't be doing this right now. I oh, know that's true. That's true. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I hope you have a great week. Yeah, same uh, to you. Thanks for catching up, everyone. Yeah. Uh, we love you. Thank you for tuning in. We're gonna make some tie dye, read pod shirts, and we're gonna give them out to the listeners. Yes. You got a pretty good chance of getting one. Yeah, you got a couple. There's only my mum and your <laughs> mum that listen to the pod. All right, guys. Thank you. See ya. Catch up.